to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Before I jump into today's episode, I want to read a review from one of you that appeared on Apple Podcasts. Avid listener 8654309 says, I'm so glad I found this podcast. Every episode is filled with mental strength exercises. I love the therapist take at the end of every interview, and I love the Friday fix. Each one gives me a new strategy to test, and they really help me feel so much better. Well, avid listener, 8654309, we're glad that you like the show. If you like the show, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. We might just read it on the air. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm talking about how taking a break from screen time can make you mentally stronger. First, I'll talk about some of the problems we experience as a result of all the time that we're spending staring at our screens. Then I'll give you some steps that you can take to reduce your screen time and grow stronger. So first, let's talk about the problems. We talk so much about the importance of setting limits on how much time kids spend staring at their screens, but there's not really a recommended time limit for adults. If we're honest, though, most of us spend the majority of our time staring at a screen of some sort. We're working on our laptops, talking to our friends on video chat, or watching TV to unwind. Our lives center around screens, especially during the pandemic. Research shows that staring at our electronics can take a serious toll on us. Here are just a few ways too much screen time might affect you. Your physical health might decline. Excessive screen time is linked to eating a poor diet as well as obesity. The more time you spend sitting and staring at your screen, the less time you spend moving around. Too much screen time has been linked to high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and a higher risk of heart disease. You might also have neck or back pain. Most of us sit hunched over our laptops or we stare down at our phones all the time. This can affect our posture and cause chronic pain. You might have sleep problems too. The light emitted from our electronics interferes with our brain's sleep cycle. This can be especially problematic if you spend time staring at screens within an hour of bedtime, which of course most of us do. You might also grow depressed and anxious. Research has found too much screen time can lower your emotional well-being. People who spend more time in front of their devices have a higher risk of depression and anxiety, and they're even more likely to have thoughts of suicide and more difficulty reading other people's emotions. We also know that the amount of time kids spend behind a screen can impact their brain development. Kids who spend more than seven hours a day staring at their screens experience thinning of the brain's cortex, which is related to critical thinking skills and reasoning skills. So how are those things for a motivator to spend less time in front of your digital devices? Of course, it's not always easy to just shut off your screens, though. You probably use your devices to socialize, to get the news, to earn money, and be entertained. In fact, you might even feel guilty when you aren't staring at your screen. After all, your screen time might be the way that you earn money. 
Or you might not even know what to do with yourself when you don't have your electronics on. So I'm going to give you three realistic strategies that can help you develop a healthier relationship with your digital devices. Number one, don't use them in bed. Most of us scroll through our phones before we fall asleep, and then we sleep with our phones next to our heads. We use them as flashlights if we have to get up in the night, and when we can't sleep, we scroll through social media or read the news. Then we use them as alarm clocks to wake up in the morning. Well, studies show that all of those things are a really bad idea. They take a serious toll on your mental health. Just putting the phone in another room at night can seriously reduce your anxiety. In fact, in studies, when they ask people to sleep with their phone in another room just as an experiment, almost everyone in this study found that they felt so much better that they chose to continue keeping their phones out of their rooms at night after the study ended. Of course, you might be thinking, what about if there's an emergency? After all, what if someone has to reach you at 3 a.m.? That anxiety keeps a lot of us from keeping our phone in another room. If that's you, you might just start small. Put the phone on the other side of the room when you're sleeping instead of next to your head. And commit to not using your phone in bed. Tell yourself if you're going to scroll through social media or read your email, you at least need to be sitting in a chair or on the other side of the room. Just setting a small rule like that for yourself, like no screen time when you're in bed, can help you make some progress towards not being on your screen quite so much. And that goes for TVs too. Don't watch TV in bed. If you're someone who sleeps with the TV on, work on breaking that habit. If you feel like you need a little noise to help you fall asleep, try using an app that reads you bedtime stories or walks you through a short meditation. You might find with time, you're able to fall asleep faster and you get better quality sleep. Number two, balance screen time with green time. Studies have found that spending a little more time in nature and a little less time behind your screens can improve your psychological health and your cognitive functioning. To make it effective, though, spend at least two hours a week in nature. Researchers found that when people went on walks where they purposely paid attention to the environment, they were able to undo a lot of the harmful effects that staring at a screen had had on them. Simply noticing the trees, smelling fresh-cut grass, and picking up an occasional rock or two while on a nature stroll might be all it takes to help you grow stronger. So you might schedule a hike on the weekends or go for an evening stroll in the park every night. Just keep your phone on silent and make it a point to avoid checking your messages while you're out. That one little change might make a really big difference to your overall well-being. And number three, do an occasional digital detox. Take a purposeful break from your devices sometimes. You might set aside an hour every day when you turn off your devices. Or maybe every Saturday, you don't use screens. Start small, but pay close attention to how you feel when you aren't staring at a screen. You might use the time to get chores done around the house, or you might do something creative like write or draw. You could also read a book, put together a puzzle, or go for a walk. You'll likely find that setting time aside to be without your screens helps you feel more relaxed and more in control of your life and your emotional well-being. And just to be clear, your digital devices aren't inherently bad. There are lots of ways you can use your screen time to relax or even build mental strength. But like almost anything, too much time behind your screens can overtake your life. So these strategies can help you take back your time and regain the mental strength that might be getting drained when you spend too much time staring at your screens. Don't use your screens in bed. Balance screen time with green time. And do an occasional digital detox. 
Now, before we go, I'm going to take a second and read a piece of fan mail we received from Tabitha. Here's what Tabitha had to say. I have always been an overthinker. I question all my decisions, and after I make them, I regret them because I think things would have turned out better if I'd made a different choice. I waste so much time questioning things that I can't change. That's why I loved your episode about how to stop overthinking. Now, whenever I catch myself thinking too much, I change the channel in my brain and I instantly feel better. So while I might always be an overthinker, I feel like I now have more control over how much time I spend thinking about everything. Thank you for helping me get stronger. Tabitha. Tabitha, we're thrilled that you found that exercise helpful. Overthinking is a really common problem, and a lot of people assume that thinking longer about a problem will lead to a better solution. But it won't. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.